Hey, Josh. Hey, Nate. How are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. Um, it's a little cooler out this week, so it's nice to walk outside and you don't get fried to a crisp. Um, been enjoying that. And uh, yeah, we're just getting ready to, to move, uh, moving at the end of the month. So kind of on the home stretch for that. Um, yeah, things are good. Cool. Cool. How are things with you? Uh, a bit busy. Um, yeah, I'm, ab- I'm about to go away for like two weeks. So, um, and I think I mentioned before that I made a big hire. We have a new head of marketing and she started about two weeks ago. Um, so also yeah. part of like been onboarding her, uh, meeting with her daily, giving her some good tasks, hopefully not like having her brain splatter all over the place with too many <laughs> things. Uh, but she's doing great. Um, and I'm just also making sure that like she's got enough to chew on while I'm away because my whole plan is to be on more radio silence next week. We'll see how that goes. So Yeah, that's always the tricky part about being the boss. Eh? It's like they got to, some people rely on you and you got to kind of be able to help them a bit. Yeah, I don't. I think yeah, we're also dealing with a lot, a lot of other little things. We have, you know, as small as our team is, we have uh, two people out, mm. one on paternity leave and one on maternity leave, and these are like kind of key senior people. So it's also uh, there's a, a lot of uh, confluence of events happening right now that are all converging. Um, <laughs> but um, but other than that, no, things are things are going well. I think it's all. All good things, just uh, making small adjustments. Nice. Well, knowing you, you seem to juggle balls pretty well, so I'm sure it'll all work out in the end. Yeah, yeah. I'm not too concerned. So, yeah. But just busy good. right now trying to dot I's and cross T's type of thing. Good stuff. So, um, yeah, I've been busy the last little while working on testing taxi. I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about that today. Does that sound good? Yeah, yeah. I know you showed me your little demo thing like was it mm-hmm. last week it's really cool it's pretty cool yeah oh, thanks thanks yeah so um yeah i've been continuing on development and uh it's been getting pretty good um basically testing taxi is like a um <clears throat> it's a uh, automated testing system so if you think of like no code tools um that will like you know you click and you tell it what to do this is like kind of like that except for it does it by itself uh you don't have to tell it anything uh, it will crawl around your application and test it. And then um, it's able to tell you, you know, general errors. And also if there's um, changes that you've made to your application, maybe uh, intentional or unintentional. And uh, yeah, so like I've been continuing on development with that, but then I've also been uh, kind of leaning a little more into the marketing side, um, just trying to connect with people in the community and uh, that sort of thing. And so um yeah, I've been doing a it's bunch a marketing of marketing side for yourself, like getting 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 the word out on testing yeah. taxi, customer development, that type of stuff. Right? Yeah, so I think more like customer development, less like broadcast. Um, just because like testing taxi is not ready yet for general users, and I want to kind of get more um, embedded in the community before I start making noise, um, <laughs> just to you know make sure I resonate and all those kinds of things. Right. Give um, a little, have some goodwill, build up, not just be one of those drop in there spammer types. Yeah. And I think also just for myself too, to make sure I'm not missing anything um, and to kind of understand where they're coming from, how to speak their language and that sort of thing. 
Um, and so I guess maybe like question for you is like, do you think that's, um, this is the right stage of the game to be doing this sort of development? Is this too early? Is this, you know, maybe too late? I should have done this months ago. Um, do you have any thoughts around that? Uh, I mean, I would say it's never too late. Uh, I mean, we can't change the past in terms of you doing it earlier. Um, <laughs> but I think it's good. I feel like it's it's probably at a good enough point where you've been down the tunnel a bit. So you kind of have a, like you have your own opinions, right, with it. Mm, and then yeah. now, now it's also seeing if they're aligned with or trying to get alignment with like, what what is the general community testing community think and now how so mm-hmm. it's good because i think there's like two challenges if you went in there too early you may not have formed opinions yet and now it's like now you're just going to be part of the the general mind share that everyone else is um and but now it's sort of like you come in with a point of view and now let's let's see if there's gaps or if there's like words they speak about it how to how to how does the language work how does uh how do they think about it you know and it's it's a good convergence i think so good research yeah yeah okay and like i've already found some interest in, like i've been able to kind of um group different types of testers into different categories already just mm. talking like listening to how they talk about things and how they like what they value what they don't value where they've been burned before and that sort of thing and so that's been really useful, like, especially some people are willing to push back on some of my assertions. And so um, I find that really, really helpful. Um, and also, like, LinkedIn is really good for uh, outreach, like, um, the amount of impressions I've been able to get, um, and even just like the ease of getting into that community um, has been really good. And like, there's a lot of engagement there. Um, that's really cool. I, I totally didn't know that that existed. Cool. So are you using like the... Uh the paid version to be able to like you're outreaching to people or just in the little groups and communities, just like, cause I know they have like groups and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So I've kind of just been uh, just on the non-paid version, just crawling around. Um, and just whenever someone's talking about testing, um, then I try and kind of understand what they're saying. And if there's, it's something that I have an opinion about kind of to share my opinion in the comments and connect with people that way. And then there's also a couple of, um, associations uh, like ministry of testing. So um, just joining on the webinars and like um, following around in their forums and stuff to see what's going on there. Okay, cool. So you are truly doing the embed, embed yourself in the community thing. It's good. <laughs> I think it's great. Well, it's, I, I think what's kind of interesting, like I haven't had enough time to really form my opinion on this yet, but um, it seems like it might be a lot of these testers aren't the right, person to be talking to even uh, when selling texting taxi because um, a lot of them are at the tell me what to do and I'll do it level um, Mm -hmm. not at the how do I make this process more efficient level and so I wonder if maybe they aren't as motivated um, for that type of like a product like texting testing taxi and maybe it's more of a manager role that I need to target or more of a um, like a consulting company uh, like a head of a consulting company or something like that. Like someone that takes true ownership over the, the, like, I would say the comprehensiveness of the testing, not necessarily like the actual actions themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so it is useful. Like I find it useful to talk to these, te- these testing folks because 
they would be the people using the software, but mm-hmm. I need to be able to also get to the people making the business decision of whether to buy it or not. Um, right. That matters more at this point. But that, like, what are those people going to be in these communities, right? So that's, and does that does that really more align with, like a, or or is there potential to be a bottoms up approach through this? Like, is there something you could give one of these people that mm-hmm. you can access that are faced with potentially like making their jobs easier, but then also, oh, by the way, it only has a license to do like so many crawls or I can only do it for this feature or it only works so many times. And I like, I'm sure there are people in there, but you know, so I don't know. Yeah. I've been, I've been thinking a lot about that. Like how, what's something small I can give away to kind of help people understand what it is and how it can help them. Um, I I've been having a hard time with that just because, um, the way testing taxi works right now is it needs a full scan of your application. And to mm-hmm. do that scan is fairly intense. Um, I can't just like give that away for free. Um, and so like what's, you know, a smaller version of that or like what's a comparable, I guess, that I could mm-hmm. give away. Or like, yeah, I, I will scan up to these many pages. I've seen those with, you know, oftentimes I've seen them, I think either with SEO tools or with um, security tools some security mm. scanning tools. Like they'll say they'll do X amount of pages. Mm. So like, or, or go X amount of like levels deep or mm. something like that. So then you can limit it. It's like, okay, I only, I'm only going to go, you know, you give me one node. I'm only going to go like two levels deep up to a hundred nodes. And then I stop, you know, so it's right. sort of like, they know it's not comprehensive, but at the same time, like, but I will, you know, traverse the same path again. So it will, so at least it has merit. So it's like the next time they do the scan, it's not right. going to not do the same ones and it picked yeah. different nodes, you know, type of yeah. thing. So it doesn't like totally flop or whatever. Yeah. I think like maybe if I did a bunch of work on the back end, I might be able to make that, that happen. But um, at this point, that seems like a, a big, big cloud of uh, difficulty to try and figure that out. So. Well, yeah, I think you're still trying to make sure it can solve the problem holistically. So like yeah. doing the scans and all of that itself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so I guess like what I've been trying to do also with this like embedding is to try and find ways that I can help the community, uh, like what sort of content they would like, what sort of um, things are useful to them. Um, I haven't really come up with anything super great for that, but it seems to me like like a good way to like kind of get myself known um, and to get people to kind of come towards texting taxi to like, understand what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know if you've thought, thought of or heard of any other like approaches to that, um, like to get people kind of coming towards you without like just straight up advertising to them. <laughs> um, I mean, this is all sort of, I don't know, it gets into like thought leadership and other stuff and almost what do you want to be known for? Right. So sure. And maybe if you are just like the, hey, I'm the big advocate for automated testing guy, like I'm just Mm -hmm. like, that is my direction. So it's like you either, oh, hey, um, I have an opinion on that. Like it's sort of obviously you when there's a group of manual testers, you're not going to be like trying to flip them and change their mind. But but being the person that goes in there and adds to anything related to automated testing Maybe you're in then writing blog posts on it about your whatever, but then it also becomes that's how you're 
giving to the community. And then eventually it's like, oh yeah. And by the way, I'm also like building this other thing for that. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's, that makes sense. Cause they can still get value by, you know, you curating and pulling together things and spinning your own opinion on things or, Hey, here's these other testing tools I was looking at. Like, here's a list of those. And here's why I think they're good. Why they're not. That's still providing value. Even if ultimately your stuff is providing even more value, yeah. right? You're eventually yeah. building a solution towards the stuff you're, you're interested in. I think that's, that's fine. Cause they might yeah. just come for your other stuff, but maybe they're not going to buy, but that's still okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I've been kind of thinking about that too. Like, how could I, like, if I could generate some sort of visual content that would go really well, that like, seems like visual content really gets picked up well, like videos or images and stuff. Um, so I think I'm going to try and do some more of that in the next while, see if that'll get better engagement. Cause like my, um, my few posts that I've done already, like I've only done like three, um, have gotten like a lot of engagement compared to what I'm used to, at least on Twitter or wherever else. (laughs) No, but that's good because it's like I would also just pick, you know, the areas you're already researching. It's sort of just mm-hmm. like now let me just write them up from a point of view perspective, right? So you might be researching just certain tactics or certain ways or approaches and just like here's how I think about it. Obviously, mm-hmm. you might use that as fodder for how you're building. But, you know, I think those are all like that's a nice little flywheel cycle for you on a research perspective, building a product perspective and creating content. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so that's what I've been doing for like community integration and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I have you done anything like that before? Uh, not really. I would say the biggest foray more into community stuff is like, you know, my own participation in like more like Twitter and that type of stuff. And then some mm. other, you know, founder communities, but that's sort of, sort of it but it's, it follows a similar kind of path in terms of i would say that it's i i see them not as a means to an end to grow a business but more of just like from a social aspect and helping people right. and writing your lessons it's really no different if you did have a sort of a, a way to make money at the end of it that's fine and so it's sort of like yours happens to be that way but i think you enjoy it anyway so it's sort of yeah. Not too much different than our involvement in founder communities. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I think just the helping people, right? That's like that's really fun. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's that's actually probably a differentiator too that I'm trying I'm trying to do with um, the way I approach this like this embedding um, is just to be be really helpful and really giving in that community and not be expecting something in return. Just you know, this is who I am. I'm the guy from Testing Taxi. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, because there's a lot of other folks in the community that are like putting out content and stuff, but they really like, it's really obvious when they're being sponsored. Um, and like, it's pretty blatant. It's just like, okay. (laughs) So I'm, I'm hoping that maybe I can be different that way and maybe that will help, but it's hard to know. Right. Right. Okay. Um, so I've also, sorry, go ahead. Well, well, no, no related to that. I did want to, so you were asking er earlier about, like, are these the right people to sell to? And I, I don't think that's mm. the point right now, right? Like, but I do think it's interesting because you're like, they don't think most of the people you've come across aren't thinking about it. And I, in, in the same way you are uh, in mm. a more holistic ownership of like the comprehensiveness of the tests or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me of something that 
kind of been thinking about a bit and it's been reinforced more lately, just almost like the podcast episode we did last time about founders and opinions, but yeah. <laughs> here, here, here's what I think. Like I'm realizing more and more that we're just weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're weirdly curious and weirdly like growth mindset oriented and yeah. not everyone is like that. And that's okay. Right. Like it's like yeah. more people than not, you know, things are jobs, things are like given tasks and, uh, mm -hmm. to execute and not everyone is like, wants to be an owner of things. Right. Sometimes mm -hmm. they just want to like, Hey, I'm happy to just work in an assembly line or just like mind the store. I don't want to manage the store. I don't want to move up. Yeah. If I could get, you know, that is one part of my life that I do for a living, but I don't get great enjoyment on it, but I don't want to do those things. And what's interesting is I'm like, it sounds obvious, but then it's like, then you apply it to like all these other people in their jobs. And you would almost think that, oh, well, they're in QA. They must really love it. And it's like, yeah, maybe not. Um, That's right. And, yeah. and it, one interesting quick point, because I think you have something to say too, but it's like, uh, I asked a, and it just smacks you in the face. Cause I, I was talking to a designer, a guy that runs a design agency and I was talking about our challenges and finding good designers and stuff like that. And he's like, I was like, yeah, I'm like, I have inspiration boards. I have like swipe files. I have all this stuff. And, and he's like, yeah, they don't, he, I was assuming other designers did. And he's like, no, that's rare. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> really? I would think that they're always looking for other inspiration. Like they're creative. Mm. They're all these things. Yeah. Like, isn't that how they think about growing? And they see a screenshot that looks cool that they like for whatever reason they take it or they do a video of it. They stuck it in their own archive to learn from. And he's like, no, they just, they like, he's like, I brought in experts from Google and all these places to do lunch and learns. And it's like, no one engaged with it. It was, I was like, it just kind of hit me. It's like, <laughs> oh, this is not that rare. This is actually the common thing is yeah. most people just aside from, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably like us and not like <laughs> those people in terms of, and that's fine. And there's, I'm not trying yeah. to like, like yeah, yeah. make anyone feel less, but anyway. Yeah. Weird. Well, I think you're right. We're, we're weird that way. Right. Like that we think yeah. about efficiency and like that we care about growth and like all that sort of thing. Um, but I think there's like kind of two things that you're getting at though. One is like almost like a, um, my job is what I do during the day and I don't really care too much about it. And I think there's also like a person who actually likes their job, but they don't really want to change. They just want to be that person. Um, mm -hmm. and I think like both of those things are, you know, I, I don't think the, I don't really like my job is a great place to be in, but you know, maybe that's yeah. the place you are. Um, but yeah, it's just very different, right? Like to to have a mindset like that where you're not thinking about the bigger picture all the time and that sort of thing. And I've actually gotten caught with that where like I'll try and make suggestions to people and they're just like, no, like no, I don't no. care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like I think I even I've even made software before for people, like a category of people who just don't care about that stuff. Um and they're like, you know, we're happy to like hand write our tax receipts. And you're like, okay, that's great. Right. Like it's, it's a, it's a routine they have. It's not, they're not, they're not obsessed with efficiency. Like maybe you and me are like, they're not, they don't have to think of a better way to do it. They're just 
happy to clock in and clock out and do their thing. And they like doing their thing and they like to do it. And maybe they're a craftsman in the thing that they do. They mm-hmm. enjoy the penmanship. Uh, my penmanship is horrible, but you know, <laughs> um, yeah, but I think there is a learning there for us though. Like the people that want to be more efficient and see the big picture is to, um, is to make sure that we're finding ways that people can find joy in the thing that, that we're setting up for them to do. Like that's what I've been thinking about a bunch with testing taxis. Like how can I make it so the tester feels like they've really tested this thing. They know what's going on and they're a power user, not like this is going to replace my job. And like, this is horrible. Um, right. Right. Like how can I tap into right. that? This feeling? is augmenting me. This is like giving me superpower. Right. And how can I tap into that existing feeling that they get when they test like the, the, the happy people, like the people that love testing, how can I tap into that? that feeling that they're already getting and just make it even more so. Um, and I think that's, I think that's really important to try and figure that out and not to be so focused on efficiency that, you know, we, we uh, forget about that. And then, you know, people are like, Oh, this is, I don't like this anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause there's the weird people like you or me that are like, no, I actually want to dig through the reports. I want to like, yes, it's nice to like, pull up an insight out of something that did its automated thing. And that's probably most people Mm. that are being like, okay, cool. Just tell me what to do. Tell me the insight. Tell me what's broken. Just give me the job. Like you did the job, just report back what I want. Right. Mm -hmm. And again, not labeling people as lazy, but inherently it's just like, yeah, I like, do I need to dig into that detail? Or if you could just tell me the answer, if you could just, if the, the, the dinner just appears on my plate versus me having to plan it and go shopping or whatever. Like, yeah, that sounds great. Um, mm-hmm. But then some people like the craftsmanship of the thing or are super interested or are just like going to look at that burger and be like, how is that made? Where did that beef come from? I want to cook it. I want to go and like <laughs> right. dig. And that's kind of the, the nerdy you and me that just want to do yeah. the craft and dig through the reports. <laughs> Well, and that's where you get the whole thing of like the restaurants where it's like open concept and you can see the back, the guys, you know, making stuff in the back or you get other restaurants where it's very hidden. Right. And it's, you know, you know, calm environment and all that. Yeah. Right. Like, was it, was that frozen burger (laughs) or is that actually (laughs) like, like freshly made? Yeah. That people that enjoy that, the craft and also like a level of trust too. Right. Like, Mm. I think if you and I were to go, I think we were talking about this with your, with some of the reports and testing Mm. taxi, it's like there should be enough assurance that in my view, enough assurance that they know they did it right for the people that are, especially something that says, if it just said hundred percent covered, like, well, what does that actually mean? Like anytime I'm looking at a reporting dashboard, I want to be able to click in just to, I don't have to go do super audit due diligence on them, but I need to just get a level of confidence that, that, it does. And maybe other people don't even need that. They're like, it says a hundred percent. I trust it. A hundred percent. High five. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. If you say a hundred percent coverage to a tester that knows anything, they're going to be like, yeah, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you should put in a, in a thing in your thing. It will never say a hundred percent. So even if it, even if it is a hundred, if you think it's a hundred, it'll say like 99. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I purpose- kill their level of confidence. <laughs> I have purposely not put any percent coverages in my app because I know that like that's a trigger for for a lot of these testing folks because um, like coverage to them is something that like is undefinable. Like unless you can have like code analysis and path analysis on everything, um, that's the only way you can have true coverage numbers. 
and mm-hmm. uh, pretty much nobody has that. So, I mean, that should be a that sounds like a great headline Market. or a copywriting yeah. line. Like there is no hundred percent in test coverage. Like just sort of like yeah. it'd be a blog post title, or it could be like on the top of a landing page. Maybe that's your your like mission. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's like. Like, you know, there, there is no hundred, but I can get you as close as possible or something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, don't know. I just yeah. like, I like the way that sounds. Yeah. That's got a ring to it for sure. So I've also been, um, as I've been kind of going through these different iterations with testing taxi and different stages of things, um, I keep rewriting my landing page for testing taxi. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if this is a good idea or not, but kind of why I do it is, Every time I kind of have a new under, level of understanding of the customer, and so that's not like every second, but like, you know, maybe mm-hmm. once a month or something, mm-hmm. um, I will rewrite the landing page in a way that I think is more, uh, like is easier for them to ac- access. So like in a way that like, I think I'm speaking to them better. Mm-hmm. And kind of the reason I do that is because um, I think that like, it helps me to put down on paper what, like, what do I actually think these people think and how do I think they are thinking? And that exercise, uh, really kind of solidifies in my mind, like, um, how, yeah, what I've learned so far, I guess. And I don't know if maybe it's a waste of time to like update my landing page every time, but, um, it's been a fun little exercise that I've done and I just redid it like two days ago or something like that. I think that's good. I think it's interesting. I mean, I don't know if you're at the point of where you're like, tracking conversion rate? Like, are, do you oh, have any? Okay. Okay. So it's just, it's almost just for you to like have a new version of writing it out. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I do track, like I have analytics on it, but like, there's nothing going on over there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I do this in a low, lower lift way. Cause I'm obviously like more fearful of making changes that are good. Yeah break downstream, uh, you know, conversion rates and things like that. But I actually had one today in my dog walk about like a new way to pitch referral rock or just like a new way to think about it. Um, Mm. which basically goes along the lines of like, how would you sell like a compounding interest product? And it's sort of like that. So it kind of gave me like a tact and like, okay, what is a headline for that? How do I, you know, but I put it in a, I have a, Asana board of all these like campaign and messaging ideas. So I just put it on there. So eventually at some point I'll probably do some other level of testing, but I, I want to have like, I think right now there's probably like, I don't know, 50 of them there and some of them get very repetitive, but I just dump them there. Yeah. And at some point I'll converge them all and maybe do some AB testing or do some like, you know, testing in front of uh, potential customers to see like what gets the most clicks or something like that. But Mm-hmm. Um, it is interesting. Like, so I would, if you're saving the other ones, like, I love that the constrained format of the homepage or a landing page. So it's just like headline, you know, subtext or whatever, and, mm-hmm. and CTA or whatever those things are just some basic, you know, we went through did that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that landing page review, but just even re it'd be fun for me to see, or it'd be fun probably for you to see. It's like, okay, how do I think of it today? And then when you're thinking about a new one, you just blank slate it again and rewrite it mm-hmm. and just see how it migrates over time or also see how it 
oftentimes for me, it comes full circle. Then I'm back to like <laughs> starting one of what I had like two months yeah. ago. And I'm like, oh, that's really good. But I just didn't yeah. know how good it is. But now I really appreciate it. <laughs> I've seen actually the, uh, the other day I saw um, uh email newsletter and they were talking about how Netflix was updating their landing page. Landing page or like one of their one of their pages. And they mm-hmm. had uh, like actual metrics on it. And it showed them like kind of like someone had just gone in the Wayback Machine and just like tracked them over time. And uh, it was really neat to see kind of how they like slowly move things around the page and like had different conversion rates um, when you did spoke things, said things differently or had different inputs in different positions and things like that. Um, it just, I don't know, I really, I really enjoy that and trying to trying to get inside the head of your customer and that sort of thing. Um, hopefully like one day it'll be big enough that I can have like multiple landing pages and actually have enough traffic to kind of test them out and see what's what. Yeah. No, that'd be cool. But no, I like what you're doing. I think it's a good approach with you just getting into the the communities, kind of you're you're just like sharing the headspace plus working on your your stuff. Um yeah. so yeah. And then should yeah. hopefully be a good area to, you know, once you build some trust in those and start, hey, I'm you know, just looking for a few people to help me out with, you know, beta testing this or checking checking some of the stuff out, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that kind of gets some people for that too. And I know I had originally said the end of June was when I was supposed to have like general availability or at least a beta. Oh, that's true. Oh but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, I have, I have two more hurdles on the technical side to get through and I'm mm-hmm. midway through one of them. So, you know, it's going to be tight. I don't, I don't think I'm going to make it for the end of June, but it's going to be pretty close. And I think the, uh, the demo I showed you. And if anyone wants to see, you can go on Twitter, uh, on my Twitter, you can find it. Um, there's, uh, there's definitely some substance there. So nice. Nice. Uh, one thing I would add before we go mm. off too is if you are doing this stuff on LinkedIn, mm. this is sort of that tip of, you know, when I was doing more of the social stuff on there is like, think of your LinkedIn as a landing page. Mm-hmm. So if you are being active on these places, like, who are you? What do you do? Where should they click if they are interested? So make sure you, you know, maybe it's the, uh, you know, on the, you know, without probably giving yourself a, a label that you'd be feel cringy about like the automated testing guy or whatever, <laughs> probably not that, but just sort of like, I'm a dev that does this and I'm working on X and here's a, like, you just mentioned your thing on Twitter. Like, do you have that up on your page anywhere? Yeah. Um, so that's actually like, I started engaging in the community and then I'm like, I wonder what would happen if someone was trying to figure out who I was. And I tried to exactly. figure out like, to what would be the path to find testing taxi? It was like 10 clicks. I'm like, yeah. no, that's not going to happen. So I right <laughs> away like made a bunch of changes. But, right. Did you yeah. put it like, there's those little panels you can put on. Yeah. There's all kinds of things you can do on your LinkedIn mm-hmm. profile, which is nice to showcase like a landing page. Yeah. So actually what I did is I put, I put the um, the logo and the color on my mm-hmm. uh, banner prof- banner image, um, mm-hmm. and then I put the I put the link to Testing Taxi on my bio, um, so you can put a link to wherever you want. Um, right. And then on my as my dis- my handle, like under your handle, you have a little description. So I put like mm-hmm. you know building Testing Taxi or something like that in there. But uh, cool. yeah, if you if you want to take a look, you can tell me if it's uh, you know. I will. I'm going to look, I'm going to look right now. Um, 
Let's see. Let's see if I can add anything. Well, maybe we should end the recording so that way our uh, friends who are listening can. No, no, I'm looking at it right now. They can hear this. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> so yeah. Oh, you have the little logo there, right? You have uh, highlights. You're celebrating six years at the draft. You've got ah, you got it as a feature post. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, I think when I first on search results, yeah. So building, testing, taxi, test automation. Uh, yeah. No, cool. I think you can pin posts, so you can like pin something at the top. Yeah. Okay. If you wanted to, once that, once you have more stuff, um, but it's good because now it's like looking at your feed. If I just, I can see like a feed of the comments you've made and things like that. So it is mm-hmm. like, is he talking about? uh pokemon or whatever or other things like and then you're just like what is it there's like 50 different things this guy's talking about it's like no i'm talking about testing stuff so no i like that um yeah the featured stuff is good on my profile i think i have our podcast so Mm -hmm. it's my on my feature thing it just has like the two podcasts i'm in and a referral rock link but it's like it's like a little uh slider gallery thing under featured i don't remember how i did it but you could add a couple things it could be a little Mm. bit of a you can put searching for sass on there come on yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah there's a lot of attention people can make on tidying up those and thinking about it like a landing page yeah sort of so yeah well that's really cool like i haven't been on linkedin in ages like hardly Mm -hmm. like i think i go on there like once every couple months to dismiss all the notifications so Right. Just getting used to things over there. Nice. Nice. Good work, cool, man. Cool. Thank you. Cool. All right. I will talk to you later. Talk to you later. See ya. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you want to chat with us, we're on Twitter. I'm at Nate Bosher and Josh is at JLogic. If you're a new listener, uh, check out some of our most popular episodes. Episode 52, seven years to 22 MRR and zombie startups. Or episode 30, review sites are a necessary evil and hacks to get around them. Thanks again.